This podcast is hosted by RPP. The following episode contains coarse language, violent themes, sexual references, and the really creepy stuff. If you're underage, turn off your device. Hey guys, welcome back to I think my fridge TV. Shit. I think my TV is haunted. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome back. We're coming back after a little break. Yeah. Um, we're doing two episodes in a row today. We're doing season, uh, sorry, episode seven and episode eight. Yes. Because, and I think you guys would probably agree with us, we're a little bit frustrated with this season. Oh, so frustrated. <sighs> It's a little slow. It's not exactly what we thought it was going to be. I think you would agree with me, Esther. Yeah, I mean, episode eight had a few scary moments, but even then it wasn't scary. You're just kind of like, okay, sick. And look, I got to admit, the special effects are kind of shit. I was very disappointed. We'll get into that later because I'm interested to know exactly which parts you thought were the special effects. So we're covering Maria and the Beast and we're covering yes, and hide and seek. Hide and seek, seek. Yes. Um, yeah. I think I'm just a little bit disappointed that. And I know I'm so I don't get it because it's shot so beautifully. It's stunning. That's it's it. The cinematography stunning. is beautiful, and I can't fault the acting. I know you have some issues with some of the accents and things, don't you? Yeah. Um. But. If this was a soap opera, yeah. it would be gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. But that's what it is right now. It is a soap opera mm. with a bit of crime, you know? Yeah. It's annoying me that we're still not seeing a paranormal backstory. There's, yeah. We're still like, and, you know, there is some strength in having questions. But uh, continuously, continuously digging a hole, a, every episode, it doesn't answer the following the previous episodes questions mm-hmm. and we just mm-hmm. keep going deep and it's like they're going they're producing it and they're f- they're they're putting it on air going shit shit oh god you know keep going keep going keep going every single episode there hasn't been a resolve yes so the the like i'm hanging out i'm waiting for this last episode i want to see how they fix this and when there has been a quotation marks resolve it's been very anticlimactic completely so uh, yeah all right let's get into it let's go back to season it's episode seven it's it's quite a while ago now i feel like i know i'm trying to remember what happened i watched it even though i've watched it twice uh so i my my initial notes were that um maria and the beast episode seven yeah i found this to be quite anticlimactic Due to the direction, it didn't have anything to do with the acting. It was the direction. Mm. Uh, 
And we saw all the main characters except for Rio and Rico in episode seven. We did not see mm. Mrs. Craft being sent to the mental hospital, which I was looking forward to. Yeah, but we see her in the next episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, we do. And she's amazing. But you would think that this would be a great opportunity it was for of, drama. Yeah, totally. It was completely swept under the rug. Like, you know, a little bit this way ma'am and she'd be like don't touch me completely and i had it it all set out in my mind see this is the problem (laughs) this whole series has so many opportunities missed opportunities to be incredible and to have scary stuff and very dramatic stuff but instead it's it's like whoever's directing that particular episode Mm-hmm. is going for the drama and the, the Molly and the Tiago. Yes. You know, and like... the Yeah, the love story and the... Maria's, you know, her teary eyes looking off into the sunset as she remembers her family sitting around a dinner table. Like, all that yeah. shit. No. Yeah. Penny Dreadful fans want scary shit. Scary, We want tragic. occult stuff. We Yeah, totally. Yeah. Dark yeah. stuff. It's, it's um, not hitting the mark. Yeah. Okay. And, and also, and I was confused as well because just with the asylum thing, like Penny Drevel has never shied away from a good asylum scene. Totally. And they've, once again, they've, they've missed, missed the out. opportunity. Yeah. Also, still no mafia connection. Where's Benny Bergman? We're still waiting. Still waiting. And uh, still no background, background to the demon story. So I'm not really sure that we're going to get that. So <laughs> let's just bust through this real quick because we've got two whole episodes to go through. And I thought this... Um, I can't really remember it, so to me that sh- proves that it was what it was very dull. It was a little. Uh, so we've got scene one. How many? How many scenes did we have in this episode? One, we had two, nineteen. Three. Jesus Christ! Um, and we've got the street scene with um, the newspapers have the headline of Diego's confession, and then it, it scrolls up, and Maria is on a Townsend transport bus. Yeah. So we know that. Uh, Councilman Townsend comes from like this citywide known family. Yeah, of wealth. Of wealth. So, yeah. Uh, and Maria's on the bus. She's looking at her coyote necklace. Uh, so, at, uh, I didn't know what it was. and I Neither did I. I thought it was a wolf, but in the next episode, I, we figure yeah. that it's a coyote. Well, later in the episode, we find out what it was. But I was looking at it going, what is that thing in her hand? Yeah. But then she looks up and she she sees Magda... Latex Magda just standing in the cemetery. Yeah, so the bus pulls up and she's Maria being typical Maria is very uh how would you describe her? Wistful. Yeah, she's always she's deep in thought. She's she would be perfect on like a Spanish soap opera. Oh, she's yeah. always looking off into the distance with like sorrow in her eyes and she the bus pulls up and she looks up and she's still looking real sad and shit like, like she always does. Like she's got the weight of the world on yeah, her she's shoulders. Like a poor little old lady. I like Maria. I don't. I think she's great. I would love to have a drink with her. Look, as a <laughs> person, hell yeah. yeah. But how she's either how she's chosen to play the role or how the directors have been like, this is how we want to see you. Mm. I think it's she's it's too over the top as in she's playing such a like, woe is me, I'm just a little cleaner who's – I just want my family to be together. Like add some, add some depth into it. Okay. I'm just not a fan of her. All right. Plus, I think she gets typecasted, this actress. Have you seen Babel? 
Do you mean Babel? Babel. I never pronounce it right. Is that the one with Kate Blanchett? Yes, and Brad Pitt. Oh, was she in that? She plays the same type of person. Exact same character. Exact years same ago character. That I, saw, I remember Kate Blanchett getting shot on the bus yeah. and Brad Pitt's her husband. Yeah, she's. And the, it's like four stories in one film. Yeah, she's the cleaner right. of the white kids. Right. And she has sons that end up um, throwing a party. Remember, and then she she gets stuck stuck in the desert, the middle of the desert with the with Brad Pitt and Kate Blanchett's kids. I totally can't remember. I remember thinking that movie was amazing. I, I it's one of my favorite films yeah. on the planet. Well, we should do it some Hell at some yeah. point. Yeah, but she plays the exact same character. So. <laughs> <laughs> Typecast. Anyway, so then, yeah. Uh, so she sees Magda, and she see. I've written that she seems surprised and worried. Yeah, and Magda's looking. Super fucking cool. She's standing just and she's right. just like giving off this like she's just gazing. Yeah, with her couture and her oh. eye, with her eyebrows. Oh and my her, god, and her attitude. Yeah. Anyway, so then we we go to Tiago. He's in a bar and he looks like he's been out drinking all night. And the bartender tells him he's gonna get some kind of medal for catching the killer. Yeah, and boy. He's like, mm. I've just written he's depressed. He's depressed as fuck. He's not exactly. Uh, celebrating yeah. what he's done. No. This terrible thing that they've done to this kid, Diego. Real dodgy. Real dodge. And then when he gets home, Molly is waiting for him at his house. And she's oh, looking... Oh, no. He, yeah. She's... Oh, my God. Her outfit. And I've got... She's looking stunning in oh, a Shiraz-coloured outfit and hat. God. Well, she just always looks I good. Had go- <laughs> I've got goosebumps thinking about it right now. She's, she's sitting on this, like... A bus bench thing outside of his and apartment. And for some reason, it's fashion. She's oh, just, she, she makes is, it look like. I just i I had to like pause the TV just to look at what she was wearing. Mm. She is a goddess. Yeah, really. I'm struggling really with her character, but physically, she's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, super, super beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Tiago says he's got a week off because they caught the killer and. Um, he seems very anxious and he's very sort he's of He's super touchy. touchy. Super, super touchy. She offers to give him a shave and he's very like, mm, don't touch me. No one, I don't want anyone around me at the moment. Yeah. But she kind of perseveres and um, he hints to her that he's committed a sin and yes. it's quite obvious that he's admitting that he took down the wrong guy. And I'm wondering, did Molly get this? Does she know what exactly is happening? Look, once again, with Molly's character, we don't you know the know. depth of what she she actually knows. I know it's just like you never, and it's so distracting tell. for the audience because every literally every time Molly and Tiago are meant to the the on the brink of having like an actual direct serious conversation. The romantic music starts, and they it's very wistful, and they start You're right. kissing. There's it never gets to like a climax. Yes, it's always, you know, I've sinned. This is my history. I'm a bad person. And then Molly to bed with me. breaks in, and then they kiss, and it's like great. There's another scene, kind of swept under the carpet. Mm-hmm. We never get to the point. Yeah, and just like this scene, um, they start kissing and they admit that they love each other and then they go into the apartment and they have sex. And that's about it, really. And there we so go. Once we, again, we're, once like, again, we're um, like faced with the exact same scene yeah. that has been in every other episode. So um, then we go to Mr. Goss, who is showing Maths Boy, whose name apparently is Brian. I mean, oh, Rocket Boy. 
Rocket Matt's Matt. Rocket Boy. <laughs> Let's just can we just call him the nerd from now on? Like that's a bit Matt's of a combination boy. between Matt's and Rocket. Nerd boy, but nerds might get offended. Yeah, but all our audience members are nerds. We're nerds. Yeah, I know, I know. All right, nerd boy. <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Goss is showing him the drawings for a Nazi stronghold in the hills of mm. LA. As you do. Yep. Complete with the Fuhrer's quarters, which I found quite hilarious, but Kind of not also because it could have happened. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Hindsight. I mean, um, if you looked at World War Two as dot points, real simplified, it would be kind of funny because it's so unreal. Yeah. That's the thing. It's it, so unreal. It's kind of like how people laughed when Trump ran for president and then he was president. Legit, 100%. And we were kind of like, and the world went into mourning. Happened? That was global mourning. People were grieving when he got into president. I, I don't, I, I felt sick. Like I felt physically ill. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. So Nazis on a hill um, talking about Hitler's future house in LA. Yeah. And Lewis is spying on them and taking pictures. Yeah. Because, he's in a bush. Because it's the 30s. And which he was made hat. me so anxious because he was not really hiding. No, he's standing clearly between two bushes. And if you've ever seen Breaking Bad, there's a scene <laughs> where Mike, who is, I'd marry Mike. You love Mike, I don't you? Love. I want to be like Mike. I want him as my dad. I want him as my husband. He's he's a he's a problem solving kind of guy. But there's a scene in Breaking Bad when he it's either Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad, and he's. He's laying between two bushes, hundred like possibly two k's away from this site that he has a like a laser rifle thing pointed at these yeah. at um the cartel members, and they they fucking find him, even though he he's like a, he's really well he's like he's like legit he's like a proper like hitman and they still find him and then you've got Lewis whose car is just parked in the middle of like this plane and he's just standing there the sun could shine off his binoculars the whole time I'm like dude this is why all your mates got shot because you just like oh it's the 20s it's fine it's like no stick some leaves on your hat (laughs) (laughs) get 2002 Britney Spears up in here and put on some camo jeans yes (laughs) what are you doing uh, but no one sees him. No, so of anyway, Shelby is because <laughs> smoke and mirrors. Uh, so then we've got Doctor Kraft. He's explaining Finally. to his sons that their mother has gone to a hospital, and uh, their friends Elsa and Frank are going to stay with them oh, for hooray. a while. Which I thought was, um, I was like, dude, your like, kids are that's not idiots. That's not how you do it. That's not how you deal with divorce or. You don't just move like, in your Mum partner went and the off kid. to a mental hospital this morning and this afternoon, just after lunch, a new woman is moving in. Like, with the kid you guys hate. Yeah. And you get the creeps with. Look, honestly, out of this whole series, every time my favourite scene is the crafts. I'm oh, always, really? as soon the as it, the crafts. As soon <laughs> as it pops up their beautiful white house, I'm like, yes. Yeah. Give me drama. Give me Flesh Boy. Uh, I don't know. Flesh Boy's starting to get on my nerves a little I bit. I hate the kid, but he's, I he's, he's the only one that has been supernatural so far. True. Yeah, yeah. true. Uh, I I love Elsa and Peter because I love listening to their German accents. Oof. Even though Elsa is a super bitch. Oh, she's hot though. She's totally hot, but Oof. I love her voice. 
I just love looking at her. Yeah. Oh my well. God. Stop. <laughs> you could say anything and I'm like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, he's trying to explain that, you know, mom's gone away for a while and our friends are staying over, but the kid is like, you know what? I know what's going on. Yeah. And I know what you're doing. And Maria walks in and tries to talk how, you know, change can be good, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Then the doorbell rings. She's so good to, good to them. She's such a sort of a rock of comfort. Yeah. If a rock can be comfortable. Well. <laughs> it's a pillowcase a, a with rock a rock of in comfort, it. Gemma. <laughs> Gemma M has written another (laughs) picture and words rock of comfort so the doorbell (laughs) rings and it's flesh boy it's freaking flesh boy (laughs) flesh boy and he's he's a creepy boy he is yeah Yeah. um i don't know where they found that little actor but uh like a sewage it's probably one of pennywise's old dead kids that they're like he looks creepy as hell let's put him in the show yeah, like, how do you get a kid to do that? I think they had to starve the actor for a few weeks just to make him look malnourished he's very and pale. Ki- yeah, he's quite skinny, but, I mean, a lot of kids tend to be a little bit like that. If Only when they're like – I w- see, when I was a little kid, I was that skinny because I had massive throat and ear issues, so I didn't eat. So I was actually really sick. Uh, I don't know. Like, just sometimes, like – one of my friends, her little girls was a real chubby little kid and then she just had this massive growth spurt and she's like olive oil. She's like tall and skinny Damn. now. It's like crazy. Like just kids just grow. And I don't know. Uh, I did not say damn in a sexy way towards <laughs> the child, everyone. It was it damn, I wish I look like olive oil because I'm, I've put on weight. <laughs> <clears throat> they so, hug. They force a flesh boy and Tommy to hug. Yeah. Yeah. And it was she, so uncomfortable and weird. Completely. Elsa is here with all her bags and her belongings. And she just waltzes in. She's like, um, and she goes into the kitchen and she's marveling at the special cutlery sets. That yeah, are, the and silverware. And was it a knife set? It was a, it was a whole cutlery set. It was, and I thought it was on, a really weird detail, but um, it, it pops back up. It does. It it links. It makes to, sense to me though, because like a lot of like older people yeah, don't have the will full display the full sets of silverware things like that. And she says, um, she says, Maria, do you have any nice cutlery like this? Mm. You know, is I've never seen such beautiful things. And Maria says, yes, she she has a nice cutlery set too, but they only use it for special, and it's like an I. I think she said it's an ivory. Yeah. Knife set or, yeah. or something like that. And um, then Peter tells Tommy, he just decides to tell Tommy then that Flesh Boy is staying and Tommy is pierced. Yeah. 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 Is, so is Tommy and what's the other kid? There's Tommy is Chubby Chaplin and I don't I know the he other was kid. Trevor. No, Tommy's Chubby Chaplin. Is the other kid Trevor? I think Trevor's the one that doesn't really get any lines. Lines. He's It's true, he doesn't, does he? No, it's All just right. Tommy. Little glasses boy. <clears throat> so Elsa is acting really innocent. And then she just yeah, she's decides sucking to, up to Maria. And then she decides to change everyone's rooms around. Yes. Like she's literally just walked in the door. Yes. And also one point that I wrote down is 
Elsa and Maria are having close contact conversation right now. And the whole time I'm looking at Maria being like, girl, you literally saw Magna on your way to work this morning. Yeah, put two and two together. You, can you seriously put a wig on the same chick and be like, it's a different person? But I think it's part of the magic and the spell that she casts on people. Like, people just literally can't Yeah, but okay, fair it. enough. If that's the case, then the show hasn't portrayed that properly. True. If they were uh, going to yeah. do that, they should have done something with her face. Yep. Not just a wig and a different colour makeup. Like, mm-hmm. not... See, there's another because thing Maria that... Because where met- the audience is so friggin' confused. At this point, Maria is probably the only character that's seen... She's seen Magda. She's seen Rio. She's seen Elsa. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's not met Alex, as far as we know. She's no. not putting the pieces together. It's like you've just met three people that, that are, are the identical same person. with different hair colours. And different contact lenses. <laughs> yeah, another flaw. So um, <laughs> Elsa decides that Maria's going to sleep in the garage now. Yes, and she also <laughs> says, I'm very sorry about Flesh Boy. I'm very worried about him. Can he sleep with Tommy? <sighs> And Marie's like, Creepy. all right, I'll fucking arrange that then. Yeah, and then they move Maria to the garage. Yeah. So so, boy. so Trevor can have a room to the, himself. Yes. Yes. And her room is, like, real cute and pretty. Look, She's made honestly, it look nice. her room's cute, but the garage setup is sick. I loved it. Yeah, it's rad, but, like, you know, I guess if you're, you know – all already living like in. us like you like that kind of loft chic. oh it was super cute yeah but you know she's gone from having this nice room that's got like you know her crosses and it's got really nice light wallpaper and stuff and she's just gone like from that to having a bed across from like the lawnmower and a couple of bikes <laughs> you know and also i'm like since when is this house this massive house i only have three bedrooms yeah Mm, good Seriously? Point. Good. Yeah, that's that is gotta a be mansion. at least five. That is a huge. That's house. crazy. I was like, really? I don't know. I think that's a little bit of a loophole right there. There you go. Another loophole. Add that to the list. Ugh. So the boys are up in the room. Uh, Frank, creepy boy Frank, uh, is speaking to Glasses Boy, and Chubby Glasses Chaplin, Boy, Tommy, stupidly introduces him to his hamster. So I'm like, oh no, we skipped the Robin Hood bit. Yes, and he says, I've named him after Friar Tuck from oh, Robin Hood. Oh, is that who Friar Tuck is from? Yeah, he's like the jolly right. character. Right, yeah, in because Robin Tommy's Hood. like, F- Flesh Boy's like, I've never had any toys. Yeah, and, and Tommy he doesn't know is, who Robin Hood is. Yeah, he's got a huge collection of toys, and they're talking about Robin Hood. And then, yeah, that's when he shows Flesh Boy the hamster. And I'm like, and I just well, wrote, LOL, L, he asked Tom to help him be a good brother, and then thanks the hamster too. Did he? What? Yeah, I'm trying to... <laughs> Tommy shows Flesh Boy his pet hamster. Lol, I wrote. He asks Tom to help him be a good brother and Tom agrees and then Flesh Boy also thanks the hamster, which I'm pretty, he does in the... Yeah, he's no, acting... Remember, he's that. acting real weird and he's like... All I was thinking my is, brother well, now. clearly the hamster's going to die because every time, I, yeah. every time there's a hamster in a movie, it dies. My, my stomach dropped. Yeah. As soon as he bought out a pet, I'm like, don't bring no, a pet it's gonna near die. Flesh Boy. He's, no. he's going to put it up his butt. 
Precisely. It's <laughs> exactly what I thought. That's what pe- that's what crazy people do to hamsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, now we're back with Insidious Lady and she's with Nerd Boy. Oh, yeah, 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 Dottie. Dottie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, th- saying um Frank is turning into the twins from The Shining at this point. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's just that creepy Ooh. he's the he's the kid in everyone's school everyone had a kid like flesh boy at their school that now has turned out to be either a serial killer um sexual relations with their sisters Ooh. or uh um re uh real estate agent <laughs> that's so true <laughs> <laughs> okay so at the automat maths boy brian rocket boy nerd boy meets with lewis and dotty and he tells them mr goss appreciates his work and that he oh, wants yeah. to leave him alone he's being so sassy and yeah. dotty is trying to pry for nazi gossip she's like yeah and also but at the same time they're trying to get him to just leave that group of people alone because they're so dangerous dotty seems actually concerned for this boy's health yeah whereas lewis is like Give me the information. Yeah, and don't be another Nazi. Like, yeah, I mean, get out of the glam because there was a lot of glamour. Yes, to being in the Nazi party. Yes. Um. So, Nerd Boy says he doesn't care about politics. He just wants to be appreciated for his work. Yeah. And then Dottie tells him a story about her community theater when she was a kid that was burned down as part of a hate crime, and that all of their Jewish plays that they had written were lost. Yeah. They decide after she tells him that story that he's going to stay with Dottie at her home. Yeah. And she says that she lives near the La Brea Tar Pits, which apparently is quiet and out of the way. I don't know what the La Brea Tar Pits is. Um, I'm guessing it's kind of a gross area. Tar Pits isn't... Think of the Simpsons. um, Don't in America they have just huge burning, boiling pools of tar? I don't know. I'm thinking more like coal, like piles of No, remember in The Simpsons, there's a scene where like all the, there's like all these like, like prehistoric animals in a huge tar pit. I'm basing facts off The Simpsons. Uh, they've been known to be right before. <laughs> they have. Uh, yeah. They ha- We need to do an episode on that. Yeah. Simpsons conspiracy. Weird shit. Yeah. They're getting they, it all right. They tend to Everything. predict the future. Everything. Even, um. Trump. COVID. Really? Yeah, man. I, okay, you do that one because yeah, I want to know about that. Yeah, they had a COVID scene, legit. And then Nerd Boy gets up to buy a Yoohoo, whatever the hell that was. I, I know, again I laughed a lot. It sounds like what you'd call your vagina. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But remember at the beach, the boy said, he, Daddy, can oh, you get me a Yoohoo? Yeah. And he said no, but then he bought one for Frank. What is a Yoohoo? I don't know. I'm like, it's got to be like a chocolate bar or... It just sounds like a genital. Yeah. <laughs> Singular. Yeah, just one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I still haven't Googled that. I'm going to have a look. Uh, I'm a bit scared to Google it because I'll probably get lots of porn. Blue waffle. What? It's like when you Google blue waffle. I never have. That's why. <laughs> Wait, you didn't know what a blue waffle is, right? Do I? There's that thing. It yeah, might it was be from somewhere like the in the early mainframe. 2000s That's where everyone's out. like, Google what a blue waffle is. And you Google it and it's like, I'm pretty sure it's something to do with porn. There's like a vagina or something. I don't know. 
All right, that's uh, my evening that's sorted. That's one of you who is. Yep. Okay. okay, so then scene nine, I've written I love this scene. Yes, it was powerful. Councilwoman Beck, she's classic. She's so freaking cool. This is the one where they're in the uh, toilet store. And yes. They're washing their hands, aren't they? Yes. And so Alex is there. Alex is there. And Beck says that Alex is backing a racist. Yep. And, and, says, and Beck blatantly says to Alex, you're clearly the brains behind Townsend. Yes. She's a, she's a feminist. Oh, she's completely ahead I of her time. Her. Completely. Um, and she says... You just popped out of nowhere one yes. day. Yes. She just said, one yes. day you weren't there and then the next day you were and I'm going to find out where you came from. I've written the whole quote. She's, Beck is really pissed off and because Alex says she wants to make Townsend the president. Yes. And then Beck is like, no one seems to know anything about you, where you were born, where you went to school. It's like one day you just appeared. Yep. You have a secret. I'm going to discover you. Yep. And then Alex smashes the glass mirror with her fist. Yep. Because she's like, I love love that someone is onto her. She's been, so far, she's the only character to be like, you're sus out of the whole show. True. She is. The only one that's like, there's something not right with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then, scene 10, we've got Alex telling Townsend that Beck has petitioned to have Townsend recalled. And I've written in brackets, does that mean that she wants his position recalled or his freeway project recalled? This is unclear. No, I think it's him as. His position. Yeah, completely. Okay, right, completely. cool. And they talk about how, how Beck is very popular and she may, we, and, uh, she may well be successful in her um, plight to take him down. And the, and the whole time, Alex is kind of insinuating that we need to go into war. Yeah. She's like, you need to fight this. You need to. Yeah. She's using a language that's very much violence based. Totally. Mm. And she even at one point point, she suggests cutting throats. So she's, she's implying planting that seed in his mind. Completely. Okay. Next scene. And he's so malleable, isn't he? Oh, he's just a big dickhead. Yeah. It's just like, he's a, he's he's a large child. He needs to lead a life where he retires from being a councilman and just have a lovely gay fantasy life. In that beautiful house with yeah, Swedish you're furniture. Set. And you're set and you're, and your home brand, uh, Bill Skarsgård, Gestapo. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> home brand. <laughs> So then we've got Josefina. 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 Um, she's walking down the street with her friends. Yeah. And, and they're talking about um, that movie again. Um, oh, that movie. Saw. Gone with the wind again. Oh. <laughs> they, were, they weren't talking about Saw. I think they were still, you know, arguing about who should be Scarlet. Yeah, um, here we go again. Another yeah, like yeah, yeah. detail that doesn't lead to anything. Good one, guys. <laughs> it's just a pop culture reference from the time. <laughs> that's all. And then Matteo calls her from an alleyway. Matteo mm. asks her to tell him she loves him. And it's a very dramatic scene. Once super again, super dramatic. The music's really like high. Like, what instrument do they use? Like, like strings. I can't remember. It's the like second time I watched very it, I just, romantically I just, um, dramatic. I went through it the second time. Good girl. Mateo was just kind of annoying. He's pissing me off. <laughs> so Josefina says, um, if you've done something bad, God loves you. 
Yeah, and, and then he just goes, Jesus, like... He's super offended by this. I, w- I am too. Whenever someone's going through shit and the other person is like, just talk to Jesus, mm. I get pissed off too. Um, I mean, I can, te- I can understand how that could comfort someone, but I guess it's not for everyone. But um, if, if that's all they have to offer you, well, at least they tried. Yeah, and look, Josefina and mate, I've lived with this. When people, especially young people and very um, vulnerable people, get brainwashed by religion, they all share the exact same doughy-eyed look. Glazed. They're completely, yeah, glazed eyes. They're, they're, it's it, totally. I remember going to youth group at school and mm-hmm. the the kids there were just, they look like Josefina. Wow. They just, oh, nothing bad can happen now that I have Jesus. And it's they like, might define it as enlightenment. A, Other look, people would define it as A coping strategy. It's brainwashing, yes. If you look at it from a kind of a... Um, psychological perspective it is a form of brainwashing yeah but obviously being that person and i i'm not trying to be offensive to any of our listeners who might be faithful mm-hmm. and religious but from a perspective of looking at it you know from outside that's what <laughs> y'all look like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Kind of dazed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And hmm. her sister has found her faith. Wait. We're still a little unclear on what exactly this faith is. Yeah, the church is really weird. I've actually stopped calling it the church in my notes. I just call it the temple now. That's because right. They call, it, they call it the temple. The temple. They? So I, I don't know if it's a God thing. I don't know if it's a deity. I don't know if it's specifically just Sister Molly. I think what they're seeing Molly as is she's like a disciple. Like a second coming of yeah, like she's that like she the can messenger. filter directly. She can directly filter Jesus and God through what she says, yeah. which you know goes against the Christian belief system because you can't worship other idols. And she's kind of they've kind of portrayed her unless she's like a conduit to I, that idol. And it's yeah. odd because Maria gets really upset because she's like, "You're not Catholic anymore." Are we suggesting that this temple is something completely away from Catholicism? It's not. It's not Catholic. It's not. It's not Catholic. It's but more is Christian. It, but is it Christian though? It's, I think it is. I'm a it's little the, bit. It, look, confused. not really. But it's if it's close to anything, it would be Christianity. I suppose so. Yeah. So Josefina tells Matteo God loves him, and he says, "I can't trust you anymore," mm. which I thought was pretty unfair, and he's like. He's like, forget you. And he, yeah, he says, I hope the church makes you happy and he walks off. Yeah. So then Maria is setting up her new backyard room mm. and Dr. Kraft tells her, it's only for a little while, yeah. You did that well. I, lo- I love his voice. <laughs> it's rad. He is so under Elsa's spell mm. at this point. Um, but he genuinely likes Maria. And he tells her she's wonderful yeah. and she's always been part of the family. And, and this, that he would be seen as a disgrace if he were in Germany. He said that? Yeah. 
Okay. I can't really remember that. I didn't write that down, but um, yeah, and I. it doesn't really go with what we believe are popular Nazi beliefs. Well, we find out in the next episode his actual Nazi beliefs. Yes, that he's a Nazi pacifist. Yeah, he's... Yeah, we find out in the next episode it's because a bit at this point, I think at this point we're all like he's a in the closet Nazi. He's like a complete Hitler lover, and then we'll find out in a, in soon in the next episode. Yeah, we can definitely come back to that because it's is. um it's a little complicated. It is. It's a little different. Then Peter asks uh, Maria how she finds Elsa, and then Elsa uh, Maria just says, "Yeah, she's fine," and. Whatevs. And <laughs> says she will keep a watchful eye over her as she's fragile. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. So then we've got Lewis showing Tiago his undercover Nazi research. Yeah. And this is because I suppose uh, what he did for Mateo, taking down Diego, he has now recruited Tiago as payment onto his Nazi uh undercover team yes so um tiago meets dotty yep and he's quite surprised by her um lewis is like oh this is our other yeah person on our team and he's like um okay and then she she proves herself she's like she says something like buddy i was on she's always got like bomb squad or something yeah she goes she says i used to be a gun runner for cuba in the spanish america war and I and I've written are all her claims true because she seems to have a lot of stories. Oh, she's the tits. I literally she's wrote great. down in my notes she's a fucking badass. I'd probably watch a, a spin-off show just of her. Oh, she's <laughs> she her and Beck so far are the most interesting characters. Yeah, yeah. I don't care about Tiago. I do not <laughs> no. give a shit about Tiago or his family, but bring out Dottie. Dottie. Yeah. Dotty and the adventures Dottie of and, Dottie and Beck. Yeah, it's like one of those old school Russian, <laughs> yeah. like, da na na na. So then uh, Maria comes home and she makes this really beautiful dinner for herself, Raul, and Josefina. Mm-hmm. And she puts out the nice cutlery that she was talking to Elsa about. Yep. However, then Josefina tells her, she comes home and she tells her, I'm going to Bible study at the temple. And Maria kicks off she loses her shit so they argue about josefina no longer being catholic 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 what did i just say (laughs) catholic (laughs) that's a a new religion oh my god (laughs) and um and i've just written yet again what is this temple's denomination because i can't figure it out yeah josefina says sister molly is as important to her as santa morte is to mm. maria and they have a big fight over religion which let's face it is about that's what every war world war is genuinely about yeah religion Quite often. absolutely then maria goes outside and she has a dari and then she looks over at her kitchen her outside table and she once again uh, she's reminiscing about her yeah when everyone was happy and going dancing back to episode one when they were had the, the the lights and the cake and they were laughing and dancing yep girl. better times mm, yawn so then we've got elsa and dr craft they're in bed and they're having a chat and he's just so completely just oh, obsessed he's just with her obsessed and and the whole time she's kind of like 
planting little like just, suggestions. I know, just like she's just planting. She's like Alex with Townsend. She's just like, yes. How about this? How about this? How about this? Yeah. Elsa suggests Maria shouldn't be in the house as she brings Mexican culture to the children, and perhaps they should be keeping the house completely white and German. Yeah, and she said if they're going to learn another language, it may as well be German. Yeah, shouldn't it be German rather than Spanish? Yep. Sick. Next scene. Boom. Um. So. We're in Tommy's room. Ugh, the hamster same. is playing on its little spinny wheel. Then Flash Boy says... Which, when I had a Roborowski hamster, I had to get a wait, silent what? wheel. you had a hamster? Yeah, but oh, I had a few. Oh, because yeah, you were in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, You guys get a lot so, of cool pets. let me tell you about my hamsters. They were freaking rad. Are they so, a lot smaller than guinea pigs? Oh, yeah, yeah. Loads, loads, loads. <laughs> so I had two Roborowski hamsters, which are tiny, tiny, oh. tiny. They're so little. And they were called um, – they were rescues. They were named after Shakespearean characters. What were they called? One was called, like, Hamlet, and the other one was – oh, I can't remember what he was called. Anyway, whatever what he was called, I came home from work one day <laughs> – and I can only see him on his oh, little wheel because no, I had it, bought a silent one. He didn't eat his friend, did he? He ate his brother. Get out and entirely? No, half. Oh. So I like was like, uh, where's Hamlet? And I was like going through like the newspaper and stuff. Oh and, I was, like, and I was like, oh, no oh my God. Way. And then a few months later. Can um, I guess? You will, no, you will not guess this. It's you too, got it's another really one weird. and then that one ate. No, no, I wouldn't put another one in with him. He's a little psycho. Cannibal. (laughs) So then, a few months later, I came back to Australia to visit, and I left him with my friend. Oh, I'll tell you who I left him with: Annie, who wrote the song to our title music. Oh, amazing! Yeah, shout out, Uh, shout out. And then um, I came back, and she's like, "Oh, I've got something to tell you." Um, (laughs) Do I want to (laughs) know? Kind of not. It's so weird. Did it eat itself? Yes. Are you serious? Um, so anyway, at some point they've come home and this oh, little guy God, this is, is like hanging off the side of his cage and he's got his, he's, he's got his foot stuck no. in the door somehow. Anyway, he's – what happened – we think what happened was he ended up chewing off his foot and we think he ate it. What? Dude. Because we couldn't find the foot. That's messed up. How long was it stuck in the fence for? We don't know. Well, it would have just been a couple of hours because, like, oh, you know, the, they went to work or whatever and then they came home. That's fucked then, So then he just had, like, this little tiny piece of bone, like, sticking out from Get his out. little thigh. And I used to do playtime with him in the bathroom and then every, when he ran on the bathroom you floor, little stump bone. it would go... No. He was the cutest little guy. And then my other hamster, Merlin, was, like, the sweetest. He was a long-haired hamster. He was so freaking sweet. Anyway, that's my hamster story. That's crazy. I can't remember his name. I've got a picture of my, um, on, in, of, um, yes, on Instagram. I'll show you later. Yes, please. So, anyway, so hamster is spin <laughs> Back to Flesh Boy in the hamster. <laughs> hamster is spin up. Oh, Friar Tuck is spinning on the wheel. Mm-hmm. And then Flesh Boy... He's like, are you awake, Tommy? Can it's I? Like, can shut up, you freak. Tommy's like, oh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. And then he go. asked to hop in bed with Tommy. And Tommy says yes. Because he's a nice kid. Yeah, he's a bit of a bitch. He needs to just grow some balls. No, don't grow some balls. Grow a vagina. 
If you punch balls in the balls, it, it hurts. The man is down. If you punch a vagina in the vagina, we girl, still you're go. still standing up. <laughs> you're fine. Grow a vagina. Um, then Fleshboy hops into bed and holds Tommy's hand. Then Fleshboy, Tommy's like, Tommy's like, this is weird, and I don't he, like. He's it. like, uh, he's gone. Same shape as a plank. He's just kind of like seized up. Mm. Then a flesh boy is staring right at Tommy, which I found this so whole scene kind of quite funny, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and he asks if Tom misses his mother, which is super manipulative, and that he loves him and that because they're now brothers, they have to love each other. Hmm. And then he forces Tom to say he loves him. Flesh Boy then rolls over and stares at the hamster. Um, the wheel stops moving and then Tommy looks over to see that the hamster is dead in the wheel. So one stare killed him. And at this, Tommy doesn't really make it obvious that he's seen that the hamster's dead. I think he did. I think he was like, I see this, but if I freak out, he's going to do something to me. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Like, he just kind of looked and he just didn't react at all. Yeah. He did. Yeah, because yeah, at this point, I think he's, he's clued on that this kid's not a kid. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't like this scene. I found it really uncomfortable, which I suppose it was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, it was pretty sad. Um, but I did not like the predictability of killing the hamster. Oh, we're talking about, we're still talking about the hamster. Yeah, I it was, was very just, predictable. I'm so sick of the hamster being killed in movies. I'm, it's so predictable. Look, it would have been, you know, what would have been sick if they had, if Flesh Boy had swapped. <laughs> had shrunk down Tommy, put Tommy in the hamster cage and then made a super-sized Tommy-sized hamster I'm talking in the about. bed. And he's like running on the he's wheel like, and it's tiny. And the hamster's just like rolling around in the bed. And the, like the hamster's a big giant and you could snuggle up to it because it's so soft and warm. Oh, so cute. I'd trade that for a child any day. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you. God, can you imagine if they put us on a episode to direct (laughs) it'd be like tenacious d just (laughs) yetis and cryptids yeah okay next scene we've got um home brand bill skarsgård the gestapo he's an expen in he is in an expensive dinner with the head nazi yep with mr goss and he's catching him up on the dirt on townsend yeah and they're being really rude about chairman townsend yeah but he is talking about townsend as if he has a soft spot for him yeah and goss picks up on this yeah and he's what does he say i didn't hire you to he said is he warming you because you're only useful to the organization if you're an icicle exactly boom which i yeah we still don't really know what his uh point what what his actual project is that he's been hired to do right but yeah um i guess he's an information collector i suppose yeah Yeah, he's on the inside so then tiago and lewis it turns out they're actually outside the the posh restaurant yes which um has very large windows so they can see everything that's going on okay guys picture cops from the from 1930s scouting or spying on people in a restaurant okay you you 
you're imagining that restaurant, that is exactly what is in the TV show. Yeah. Very, very stereotypical. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like um, Lewis could literally be standing again in plain sight and they're like, <laughs> they won't see me. But I guess because like the inside the restaurant, it's light and you can't really see out the windows because yeah, it's, it's dark like outside. It looks like they're parked directly Oh yeah, they were the absolutely in It's just sight. not subtle absolutely. at all. It's, it's hilarious. Subtle. No, no, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so while they're waiting for something to happen, Lewis tells Tiago about atrocities already taking place in Germany to the Jews, LGBTQIA plus yes. groups, um, and other diverse groups as well. Yes. And it turns out that his cousin was a gay Jew and he mm. was murdered really He was horribly tortured. Tortured. Yeah, tortured. And, uh, and filmed, so it was a, a snuff film. Oof. Yeah. Awful. Mm. So... You know, if you're interested in snuff films, listen to our previous season on the dark web. Yes, yes. Uh, and if you're interested in Nazis, uh, keep your eye out for an upcoming episode in the next couple of weeks. Yes, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Okay, so then who joins the Nazis for dinner? Well, mm. it's Miss Adelaide. Mm. And Lewis says, if the dragon mother's there, the daughter can't be far behind. Yep. And they put their guns back in their pockets. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. And because tonight their weapon is a camera. Their weapon They're is... just taking the, the photos. smooth, smooth sound of jazz. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what this whole season is like. Yeah, true. It's okay. We don't need guns. We have friendship. <laughs> That's what Tiago and Lewis remind me of. <laughs> Ain't no stronger team than us. <laughs> um, so then scene 19. Do you, do you want me to go through this yes, or do you want to please. go? Yes, okay. please. I'm putting my phone down and I'm letting you. So I have problems with this scene. Mm-hmm, At same. Maria's altar, Santa Muerte appears and Maria asks her why Magda targets her family. She says that she can feel Magda's presence. Maria tells Santa Muerte that she doesn't understand why she is doing nothing about this. And Magda then appears. And it was supposed to be like this really climactic moment. And it just felt so flat. Totally. Totally. Um, I was bored. Yeah. I was like, here we go. Here we go again. So... Magda appears and and says Santa Morita used to love her too, but now she loves no one. And Magda tells her to weep in darkness and then Santa Morita just turns away and leaves into Mm -hmm. the shadows. Yep. So we've we've just left with Magda and Maria to sort of face off. Mm. And just the way it's directed is just so flat. It's just just, like, you know, it was... It's just so it was anticlimactic. So boring. They had such potential to make it a really intense scene and, and bring in like Magna could have had some really crazy shit happening behind her. Like she yeah. could have Rad made some real or... scary stuff to freak Maria out. Yes. But instead Maria's once again has the doughy eyes and the camera's kind of filmed to look down on her like she's this small little innocent woman and they 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 had potential to make Magna really scary and really and so we can see how powerful she is. But yeah. once it, she's just a beautiful girl standing, 
yeah being sounding quite bitchy you know like again i don't have any problem with the acting or the script uh or to this, me it's or the, the script or the set design it was the direction to, it was the way mm. it was filmed i think it, i think it is the script okay i think it's the editing i think yeah the, the music is wrong to do with it you know they as soon as they play some soap opera music the scene dies mm-hmm. imagine if they had a really intense scene and it had no music. Yep. And so you're uncomfortable. As soon as they put on the the bloody orchestra, you know, beautiful, beautiful score, mm. but make the scene really uncomfortable by playing nothing. You can even do like those high frequency sounds. That's exactly what I was so just So people's thinking. hearts start like, yeah. you start feeling creeped out. Yes. No, don't put an orchestra over the top. This is, yeah. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Anyway, so we find out that Coyote is Maria's spirit animal and Magda is being very condescending to Maria, telling her she is more worthy of of worship than her sister is and she smashes one of the Santa Morte statues. She tells Maria she can be her saviour instead of Santa Morte. But Maria calls her out as a liar. She says her family are not pawns in her chess game but kings and queens and that she will fight to... At her to the end of days and then she banishes her from her altar and mm. magda just disappears and it just suddenly just goes quiet yeah uh so i've written that the 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 scene lacked suspense and movement yes um and i i still felt that way after the second time i watched it and i just i was disappointed because we've Same. been waiting seven episodes and we're still it could have been the first episode of the season you know yeah. and yeah. why who cares uh, in the scheme of it who gives a shit about this family why they why, why is are Magna, they more like, special trying to convince this old woman to believe to start praying to her instead of her sister and like and maria saying my family are kings and queens in this who gives a shit if this was a real you know what would be scary if we could see that magna does not give a shit about individuals but turned this whole city into a huge burning landscape like so rather than being a um like apocalyptic shit yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just turning into a complete dictator, like a yeah. supernatural dictator. Right now, Magnus' character, like a demon, completely is like focusing so much on the little, on the little humans. Like, let me, let me twist my lies into this relationship, and let me, you know, sleep with this Nazi. And who gives a shit? But she does You're have a- an end game. She's playing a slow game rather than just blowing everything. She could blow the whole city up, but what she wants is chaos between men. Totally, but she's. I think she's aiming at just people who really don't really matter. Who cares if it's a cop's family? Like, who cares if it's a Nazi, a, a, a subdued, quote unquote, Nazis? So why is she giving this woman her time? Yeah, mm. yeah, they're just little people. I suppose because she does have the power to recognize her for what she is, and I suppose that is an issue that needs that to be resolved. That could be true because yeah. not everybody not can everyone see her. Can see it's her. just her and. Possibly Councilwoman Beck. That's a good point. So going on to episode eight, this one's called Hide and Seek, and I've written, still no mafia connection. 
What yep. is going on? Falling asleep. <laughs> so scene one, we've got the little boy, Tommy. He's mm. digging a grave for his little hamster and Maria comes and talks to him and gives him a hug and tells her, tells him that when good people die, they are received by a very special angel. Yep. And he says, Frank killed Friar Tuck. And Maria says, I believe you. Yes. But we can't say anything just yet. Yep. So she knows something supernatural is up with Frank. Yep. She gives Tommy her coyote necklace to wear for protection. Yep. And then they bury the hamster together. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Flesh Boy is in the window of the house. And he's looking at looking them. Over. Um, it's very, I don't think uh, they realise because he's sort of behind them. Amitable horror type vibe. A little bit 70s. Yeah. Yeah, completely. that 70s kind of imagery. Yeah, the yeah. little boy in the window. Or um, maybe Stephen the Omen King. Or Omen. Something. Oh my God. That, that's yeah. yeah. Omen. Totally, totally Omen vibes. And then we've got Lewis and Tiago. They're drinking in a bar and they decide to split up to figure out how the Nazis <gasps> are connected to City Hall oh and the God. temple. I've just realized that my phone has only taken. Because I typed it on my computer, it's only taken half my notes. Oh, bollocks. That's all right. I've got all those Sick. scenes anyway. Um, so this was a really short scene. They're just like, what's the connection? Like, they're just doing the detective thing. Mm. We're like, we know the, the temple and city hall are connected with the Nazis. What are we going to do? So it turns out that they decide Tiago is going to go to the temple and see what he can find. Yeah. And Lewis is going to go to see it, city hall and see what he can find. Yeah. And he did say, like... Um, Mexicans and Jews don't get very far in either yeah. the temples, like Christian temples or governmental buildings. So, so they're, they're already both, they're kind of disadvantaged. Yes, exactly. They're going to stand out. Which I like that element of the story. Yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of like the, the odd heroes. Yeah, yeah. The outcasts. I like that they're finding strength in their partnership, even though yep. they're both a minority group. Yes, um, so then we've got scene three, Townsend rages into Ooh, Councilwoman yes. Beck's office. This is a good one. And she tells him the candidate she has in mind to replace him is going to crush him and also that it's a woman. She's female and she's better looking and smarter than him, so <laughs> yeah. people are going to vote for her. And she said she's more, uh, she's got more qualifications yes. and she doesn't lean on her dad, uh, you yep. know, and his family she, name. She wants him recalled, um, that the motorway is social engineering mm-hmm. and all that's left is all that will leave is rich white men yeah that's exactly what i wrote as well and then he sh- he threatens her um kind of implying that he's got dangerous friends which he does he's, he's such an idiot he loves that he's got these people that can assassinate people he loves thinking that he can just he's have a big, someone assassinated. Yeah, yeah he's a dickhead and then she says isn't that queer mm-hmm. and he he he, the color drains from his face. He's like, uh. And then she says, "Are you familiar with that term, Townsend? Thought mm-hmm. you might be." And then he walks out. He's shooting himself. Yep. Once again, she's picked up. So I've written, "How does she know?" But then again, he hasn't been particularly careful. No. He's hanging out at the beach. He's he's, he's, he's going he's dancing down alleyways, in front of blowjobs. Yeah, he's he's dancing in front of massive <laughs> windows at his house. Like anyone could take photos of him from outside. Anyone. He's like, <laughs> like he is literally waving the, the rainbow flag. Like. He is. He is. <laughs> um. 
So then Lewis meets Townsend in his office and Alex mm. is there. Mm. Oh, yeah. I found this interesting. It's an interesting scene. Yeah. He pretty much says right off the bat he knows Townsend is involved with the Nazis. Yep. Uh, so when Townsend says, I don't have time to meet you with you right now, he's like, why are you expecting a call from Germany? Yeah. Lewis is getting like, he's very confrontational as, mm-hmm. which I don't know is a, if that is a good uh, direction to kind of like, if he he's had a bit more. confrontational. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's going to push people away. If you want to investigate someone who was literally at the dinner table with the Nazis, you don't want to be in, be like, Oh, you're friends with the Nazi. Like you'd think mm. you'd go about it being a bit more sensitive so that Townsend is more open to talking to him. Straight away, he's just super confrontational and he basically gets, like, asked to leave. It's kind of like he do- he doesn't have that patience that Magda has to play the really long game. He's yep. frustrated, he's yep. angry, and he doesn't really know how Plus, to... Plus, he'd be completely exhausted yeah. and tired of- and angry. He's super God, angry. angry. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, Townsend says um, he, he doesn't know that... Goss is involved with the Nazis mm. and um, he says that Mr. Goss is just involved in the betterment of the city yeah, by that he just likes in the motorway. That's it. He just likes LA. And, yeah, yeah. And Townsend's been quite um, almost a little bit sassy. Yeah, he's been super smug. Yeah, he's being, a, he's being an asshole. And he says um, he doesn't want to speak to Lewis again uh, without a lawyer, yep. which is pretty dumb because it means he's got something to hide. Yep. And then after Lewis leaves, Townsend tends, tells Alec, Alex, warn Adelaide that they're being investigated. Mm. So when Lewis goes down the hall, Alex follows him and she pretends that she is actually – let me get – See if I got that this straight. That she's she's pretending to be a Jew that's fled Austria. Yes, and that her name, her real name is Moller, and that her parent she has no contact with her parents because of the Germans, because her where they live has been infiltrated by the Nazis, and she doesn't even know if they're alive. I think yeah, she's she's and then she starts speaking in Yiddish with. Now, were they speaking German or I think they were speaking German. It was Yiddish. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, So they have a conversation. In Yiddish, then? Cause that, yeah, because um, Lewis starts speaking in Yiddish, I think, to really test if this chick was being exactly. legit. Exactly. She straight away is yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They have this whole conversation. And then in that language, they discuss Alex being an undercover eye for Lewis, and which means she's got another character. Another connection. Another connection. Yeah. Yes. Now she's in with them. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Josefina. She's coming to the craft house to tell Maria that she is going oh, to yeah. live in a dorm at the temple, mm. which Maria is quite upset about. But Josefina tells her how important the temple is to her, mm. and she tells Maria in Spanish she loves them all, meaning her family. Yep. Um, and then Maria goes back into the kitchen. Elsa is making lemonade. She's cutting up lemons and she's a total bitch. Oh <laughs> yeah, she's like she's like, Maria, what's the Mexican word for lemon? And then Maria's she's like, like lemon. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, um, did you hear the coyotes last night? Ooh, yeah. And she says that rough. in Germany they would have shot them because they're filthy dogs. Yeah, she's Okay, there were no coyotes. 
if you didn't get that. I don't know. I wasn't there. What, were there? <laughs> no. She's saying that because she knows about the necklace. Exactly. And she's freaking Maria out. So at this point, like, there's no doubt between them as to... Obviously, something is going on. Something supernatural is going on. But Maria hasn't given us, given us an indi- indication that she knows that Elsa is Magda. Mm. And then Elsa warns Maria, don't bring Mexican people to the house. The neighbours might talk. Yeah. And don't speak Mexican outside on the lawn because she obviously knew that Maria and um, Tommy were burying the hamster. And I think at one point she was speaking. She did, yeah, yeah. She she says when she's speaking to the boys, she says little bits here and there in Spanish, doesn't she? Yeah. So then Dr. Craft is visiting Mrs. Craft at the mental hospital. Here we go. And she's properly salty. Yeah, don't she's blame like, her. I have like, I haven't washed my hair in two weeks, yeah, yeah, Peter. Yeah. Two weeks. <laughs> they cut my nails off. Welcome to my life, bitch. <laughs> she, so she's just sitting in this awful, like, cafeteria just smoking yeah. and she's got, like, this this hospital gown on yeah. and no makeup. She yeah. just doesn't look like the way that we've seen her in the past. Um, she tells him... She won't give him any trouble in the divorce. He can mm. take the kids. He can Which take everything. Which I was everything. surprised about. But she says afterwards she's going to destroy him with her yeah. family's lawyer. Yeah, because he came with paperwork and said you need to hand you mm-hmm. need to sign this and hand complete custody of the kids over to me. And at first I'm like, oh, she's going to crack the shits. But then she's like, you can have the kids. You can have the house. I don't give a shit. As soon as the divorce is finalised, I'm Mm going to ruin your life. Yeah. Power to her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then she said, um, I know your secret. And as soon as that comes out, you know, you'll be a shell of a man. Yeah, you'll be a shell of a man, basically. So she obviously knows. And at that point, I was like, does she? Is she going to tell everyone he's a Nazi? Would that be so crazy though? Because he was walking he's down the street with a Nazi, a Nazi flag. Yeah. So I'm like, what else is there? I know. It, we can come back to this as well. Well, it, we find out in a few scenes. But I don't know because his quotation mark secret. I don't. Really is it much see, of a shame it, at that point? Is it much of a secret? No. Is it's it? remember his. Yeah, yeah. I know, but I'm like <gasps> so. I know. So well, that's the thing. I think he's deeply ashamed, but at that period in time, that would be something to boast about. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, we'll get, we will get to that. My question is, because she keeps on referring to her family and her family's lawyer and her I'm family... I'm assuming she's, her family are loaded. Powerful. So I'm asking, is, is she a Townsend? Ooh, far out, Gemma. So... Because she keeps referring to her family's money. That's clever. We have to wonder, is she part of the only one of... She's either a Townsend or a Hazlitt. That's really clever. Because they're the only two big family sort of dynasties that we know of in this show. Wow, I reckon she's a Townsend. Maybe. Yeah, that's interesting. So then um, Mateo is freaking out. At the shack where he lives with Rio and Rico. And he tells Rio he has to tell Tiago what he did. And she, she, she's really annoyed with him. And she says, he can't 
because he was supposed to leave the um, – He's supposed to be the leader of the Pachuco organization. Yeah, she's completely brainwashing. Him. Completely, you're the leader. You're him. gonna, you, we'll follow you. You're the king. You're, you're the gonna king. lead. A, what a, a trail of blood or yes. something. Like. Yeah, yeah. And she says, "You're gonna give us our voice." And she says, "We will walk in blood to your throne." Yeah, it was very, very cringe. I it was, was super cringe because so he's cringy. clearly not the strongest of them. Because he's no. always freaking out and crying. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought it was so funny that he he fell for every single word she said. She's 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 got a compelling argument, and I suppose he's maybe the type of person that. Um, oh, she's he, she, he's he absolutely he, in love with the both of them. Yeah, and he he wants he wants to believe that he could be a, this strong, powerful person. Completely. And it's the same thing she, when she, when Elsa was in bed with Doctor Kraft. She said, um, um, "He's going to be a strong, important man, and that the world will watch him." Yeah. So Rio is doing the same thing with Matteo, saying, yeah. "You are going to be such a big person." Yeah. Well, when if we look at each of Magna's character, female characters, they're all putting all their attention Boosting on men men yes yeah. same thing with townsend isn't it yeah yep and s- kind of stupid vulnerable men too yep yeah yeah that need to be constantly patted on the back yes you're doing you know you're the man you're the leader yeah shut up so then Adelaide is getting a new costume made from Molly, you know, her mm. robes that she does She's acting shows real in. weird in this scene. Yeah, and she's um she's, she's like cracking, it's not silk. She's cracking it cuz it's not silk and she says silk makes Molly feel holy. Mm. <laughs> so Tiago turns up to talk to Adelaide and she is all of a sudden super nice to him. Yeah, but it's she's so like, gross. Yeah, she's like, "What can I do for you today?" Yeah. She's got serial killer eyes. She has snake eyes. She's nuts. Mm. She asks how, sorry, he asks her how Mr. Goss is connected to the temple and she pretends she doesn't know that he's a Nazi. Yeah. She says she's known him for about 3 weeks. And she says that Goss has been to see Molly speak and that he's been inspired and he wants to help her open a new temple in Pasadena and then a series of others. Yeah, and that he's like found Scientology. Faith. Yeah, exactly. It's mm-hmm. a cult. It's mm-hmm. a huge cult. Yes, and he's and found she's the playing faith. stupid the whole time because yeah. Tiago's like, well, you were at a dinner table with Nazis. Mm-hmm. And oh, oh. Really? Oh, well. I was just helping him find his faith. Yeah, I'm just here for Jesus. Like, yeah, like, shut up. We all have a right to enlightenment. Uh, totally. You know, regardless yeah. if you're a Nazi or exactly. not. So then, and she's quite clever. Um, oh, yeah, because she ends up, like, taking Tiago on a tour. She takes him on a tour of the temple and she says, this is where we can feed 400 people and this is the hospital where yeah. we have a doctor on. We have a doctor on hand and, and this is the soup kitchen. This and is then, where we help people. And then she takes him upstairs into this little lookout that is looking – it looks like a public swimming pool, which I thought was hilarious, but it's a baptism pool. Yeah. And Molly is baptising a group of people mm-hmm. and while Tiago is looking over, Adelaide is like, she's full of secrets. She's not who she who you think she is mm-hmm. and planning all these um, doubt 
seeds of doubt in a Tiago's head. And she's also saying like there was lots of men oh, before yeah, she's you. Oh, yeah, she had lots There's of men. You be think lots you're special, you. yeah. all this bullshit. And then we look down and she's – Molly's actually baptising Josefina. His sister. Yeah. And he's like, and he's furious. And Molly looks up to him uh, up With this very lookout. innocent, like, doughy-eyed – She's smiling at him because she's really happy. Like she's hugging Josefina, but she's also looking up at him going, oh, this is awkward. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, so then we get this great, beautiful scene uh, where Townsend takes Kurt to this underground oh gay club. Oh, my God. Okay, this scene was up there with one of my favourite scenes of the whole series. And I've seen movies with this type of gay club in it's them before. It's 100% true. But it's I, a, I can't remember which films I've seen with them. It's Yeah, because being gay was super, super illegal. Mm-hmm. Super illegal. So it was like kind of this hole-in-the-wall type place where they have to yeah. give like a password or something. Yeah, so they're walking down this alleyway. They knock on a door. There's a guard at the door. They do a special knock. Um, Townsend leads um, Kurt. Kurt down this staircase and it's a queer club but for wealthy wealthy like white elite. people yeah. yeah it's everyone it is, is stunning, stunning. there's oh. these beautiful chandeliers there's it a live be- band it's like a beautiful speakeasy they're all dressed in their it's very be- champagne oh and cocktails God. it's like gatsby very it, yes absolutely yes. incredible and and all the couples on the dance floor are same sex. They're all they're all dan- I've got goosebumps. The the women are wearing suits, which was super super friggin' illegal. Mm-hmm. The guys are holding each other. It's so beautiful. It was great. So beautiful. Now the singer in the band. Yeah, is, she's very familiar. She's Patty Lupon, who's a huge queer icon. Yeah, and she's a massive cabaret star from That's- like the seventies. Now, she played the witch and the alienist in the original Penny Dreadful. Oh, my God. The witch. Oh, my God. You know, the God. crazy. Yes, the one in the little shack in the, little in the middle shack. of nowhere. Yeah, that, yeah. Doesn't and then she get hanged? Yeah, she was like. She's executed she was or like, something. Yeah. yeah. And she was set on fire. Oh, um, my God. And then in season three, she's the like the psychiatrist to Vanessa. Wow. Damn. And helps her to fight. Dracula. Yes. So she's she's like a cabaret singer in real life anyway, mm. so it was kind of it was incredible. awesome to see it her. It was up a beautiful there. scene and they they're dancing and then there's an alarm indicating yes. that the club is going to be stormed by the vice squad and everyone, and all the same sex couples just immediately just swapped to male female couples. It was amazing. Uh, like it happened incredible. so fast. Like they didn't even flinch. They yeah. just Literally, Grab the person next to them. Yeah, person next to them. The music continues, and then the cabaret singer is like, "False alarm! False alarm, everyone!" And they all go back to dancing with their original partners. partners. And Townsend, while this is happening, Townsend is asking Kurt to kill Councilwoman Beck, but Kurt tells him he won't do it because it will change Townsend forever. Yeah, he's like, you're not a killer. You're like, not a killer, killer, and I don't want to make you a killer because yeah. I love you, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, he ends up saying, he ends up confessing that he loves Townsend. Yeah, he says something like, that's not the man I fell in love yes, with or something that's like what he that. says, and it's so sweet and it's so romantic, but at the same time, it's like, is, it is just this a manipulation? guy acting? Exactly. Is he, like, actually... As my worry was he's seen this 
queer bar and he's going to get the Nazis in. Like being being gay in Nazi Germany was equivalent to being Jewish and Polish. And oh, yeah. I so mean, people like, were sent to concentration camps completely. as far back as 1933. Exactly. So it's like, cool, you've literally brought a Nazi into this illegal queer space. Yep. I I don't I don't know what I mean. What an idiot! I mean, but that's Townsend. He's and an idiot. He's an idiot, and he's in love. Yeah, and he's smug the entire time. Like when the alarm goes off, he's even smug about. Oh, that's just you know, we're we're so untouchable. Used to it. Yeah. yeah, it's like you've bought a Nazi in, dude. You've fucked it. Yeah. So then we've got season thirteen. Molly is dying. Josephina's hair. Season thirteen. Did I say season thirteen? I, I said hope it's not scene. season thirteen. Scene thirteen. God, City oh of Angels. Lord. I will shoot my brains out. <laughs> <laughs> so Molly is dying. Josephina's hair blonde. Yeah. I presume blonde. No, it was red. Was it? Yeah, because she because she's dying. She's dying it, and I remember in my notes I wrote something like, is "She actually dying this chick's hair." Yeah, it's gonna at, look at disgusting. First, I know it's against her skin tone. It's gonna look crazy. But just the half. She's dying like the half half of her head. No, she was dying all of it. No, it wasn't. She did half. She stopped at like the back of her head, and then the, it's like balayage. But oh, really I don't know. Dodgy. Then. I haven't watched the next episode yet, so I don't know how it's going to turn out. But she's like, now we wait thirty minutes, and I said to my husband, if she's going to try to get I her know. hair blonde in thirty I minutes, she's got another thing like, coming. Do they have more powerful bleach back then? But then she's like, why do you want to dye your head red? And she's like, oh, my brother Matteo had the po- some poster of these red-headed chicks no it was the gibson girl and she said she had hair like a sunrise yes now does that mean red or does that mean blonde it was it was red dye all right molly was holding it well okay (laughs) good luck i can't wait i hope it comes out bogan i hope it's kath and kim that would be funny as heck oh it's just gonna be the same thing as as stranger things when they had that freaking shake and go wig and all of a sudden she's like got this blonde beautiful natural hair in stranger things when 11 had the shaved hair and they're like oh i found this in the halloween (laughs) box this blonde wig and then they're going down the road like on their bikes and it's like uh that's a natural lace front human hair wig yeah totally (laughs) you have a lace front in your toy box yeah like Movie quality, yeah, like real <laughs> like human $600. hair, dollar, six hundred dollar human hair wig, <laughs> uh, smoke and mirrors. Who yeah. knows? Shell beers. Anyway, uh, and um, uh, Molly, Elsa, Molly is saying you can still go home to your family. Mm. There is dorm space for you at the temple, but you know you can still go home to your family if you want. So then Maria is making dinner for the boys, the little boys, not her boys at oh, home. Yeah, and true. Frank kind of he's sitting up on the counter. Yeah. So, so to set the scene, uh, Maria's washing. She's preparing food, mm. and she's kind of in her own head. She's thinking about shit. She's had a rough day. Josefina's you know, left, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then she, she turns and without a sound, Frank is just sitting right next to her. Yeah. At the table, at the kitchen yeah. bench, which like, is freaky. Surprise. Yep. And then he's like saying, um, is this what you wanted? Yeah. He's being a really, he's being a little bitch. He's being a little bitch. You wanted to be a nun, you but now you're cleaning nun, toilets. But now you're a housekeeper. You're cleaning up after people because, 
you ended up just having loads of kids instead. Yeah. And then he says, doesn't it make you want to scream? And then like his mouth like stretches really unnaturally. Like, yeah. Now this is what I was talking about in the previous episode. There was the only, it was once again, it's one of the only supernatural scenes in the whole thing. And it wasn't scary. It wasn't scary. One, it did fall a little flat. I don't, a lot of movies, I'm such a horror buff and I know you are too. Genuinely, genuinely, when there's a scene of like a kid or a woman or a man screaming and their jaw dislocates, mm-hmm. it's scary as hell. The ring, the ring, um, the, one of the first dead birds. Uh, it uh, that one with the sn- woman that turns into a snake. Mm-hmm. There's heaps of films with like their mouths just like gaping, yeah. and this kind of this seemed a little basic. Lost it, yeah. like. They had potential to make his, his eyes could have rolled back in his head. He could have, but instead it looked almost pixelated. Like, like they could have I made him really like disappointed or something like that. Completely. They could have done something, but Completely. it was just, it was a little basic. It just looked like they had gotten Photoshop in and just opened, like stretched his mouth open and then shut it. It was disappointing. So then Dr. Crafter and Elsa are at this <clears throat> quite posh dinner for Nazi people. Yep. In uh, some place that I, I don't it's know, like if it was a pub house or was I it, don't know, but else? they had all the Nazi flags. They had loads the- of like memorabilia around them. Yeah, and uh, we find that Doctor Kraft is actually he's a pacifist with Nazi views, or is he a Nazi with pacifist views? Mm. And the others are disco- are, are, are very pro-war and yeah, very but- pro-violence. And he is made to look weak with his claims that Germans are actually characterised by logic and self-control. Yeah, he was the only one that would fit in in today if he weren't an actual practising Nazi. But, like, the that brunette guy we saw a few episodes back yeah. who was flirting with Elsa when they yes. were all singing beer songs and yeah. stuff, he's like, you know, uh, Germany is the superior – Germans are the superior race. What would our families – think you know the the jews and the you know they're taking our jobs and then we need to show americans that the jews are the that are stealing their country and their mm-hmm. jobs and stuff and mm-hmm. we need to show america that hitler would you know blah 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 blah. and then that's when peter is like well we can do that without starting a war yeah but then he's like use your words not your guns yeah literally and elsa defends him yeah and is literally like hitler was from austria he wasn't german he wasn't even german and then she distracts the whole she changes the whole subject by standing up and and she says cheers cheers to germany yeah but then she looks at him like i just covered for you yeah oh well yeah what i interpreted that as she almost like smirks like we did it like i got you yeah like i got your back all right yeah but then we find out in a minute that it's the complete opposite. So then Molly and Tiago are arguing. We've got another oh. Molly and Tiago scene. They're arguing in this apartment. Is this going to work? Is this not going to work? She says, I believe it's going to work. And then they sleep together. Yep. That's enough Thank of that. Thank you. Get rid of that. <laughs> Every other scene. Jesus Christ. But now more interesting stuff. So on the way home, Elsa tells Dr. Kraft that she was, was embarrassed there by you go. his weakness. Yeah, she's like, you, I felt so embarrassed by you. And yes. she really puts him down. Yeah. And then this is where he – is this the scene where he um, 
he admits what. Yeah, he pulls over. He yeah, says, he real he speeds over and pulls over. He's and like, right, he's pissed. I'm sorting this out. He tells her being German is not marching with Hitler, and he he believes in peace between all cultures. Yeah. Uh, she interprets this as weakness. Yeah. Dr. Kraft tells her that in Essen he worked for the Krupp factory. And in fact, he is actually part of this fact, this family. Family line of making. And they are known for creating weapons and armor. It's actually a huge dynastic family. It's a true family mm. dating back to the 16th century. And Dr. Kraft said that he saw in the last war what the machines would do to people and the mm. wounds and the death and he doesn't want a part of it. Yeah, he's like, my family has manufactured death yeah. for the whole globe yeah, on a global yeah. scale. So, and he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. That's why he's changed his name. He's to, changed his name to Kraft from Krupp. What I'm taking from this is that he's torn between pride for his nation and shame for war. So he is truly mm. proud of Germany. And he wants Germany to be a strong country, mm. but he doesn't want to prove it by going to war. It's interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, it would, from his family history, it would have been so ingrained in his yeah. so upbringing it, to yeah. be Germany, Germany, Germany. And I think that can either make two, two different people. It could make a huge Nazi mm-hmm. being like, yeah, bring death to everyone who isn't German. Or, in my opinion, it could lead to someone who absolutely opposes yep. Germany. And I think he's, he's in the middle. somewhere in the middle. He's in, which is really, it's really tricky. Yeah. Because he's been brought up around war and he still believe like he still follows Hitler and he still is proud of Nazism, but he doesn't want the death aspect. Yeah. Which I- kind of... It, it it's tricky and he doesn't hate other cultures no he, he, he doesn't clearly... but he's no because he's very open with maria and yeah you know, but i don't know it's like can you follow a political psychopath like hitler but they don't know yet how far he's gonna mm. go i mean he's already done pretty awful things but they mm. don't know how bad yeah, I guess a lot be. of the German people didn't actually realize the extent of concentration camps. They were like, "Here's this guy. We've been in who's cleaning up the country. We've yeah, been in this depression. We've got jobs and job employment has gone up by a ridiculous amount since he's yeah. been in power. He's made everything so much better for yeah. all of these citizens. Yeah. What, what what could go wrong? Yeah, that's it. And well, then that's what happened a lot. You know, to a lot of Germans. Yeah." I mean, we know now, obviously, coming from the other mm. side of history. I mean, one thing I loved about what the Americans did afterwards is bring all the ac- German Nazi sympathizer, academics and townspeople and the wealth and the elite into the concentration camps just after they were mm-hmm. freed and made just the public look at like, yes. the gas chambers and shit. Yep. This yep. is what You're was like, going this is on what you and guys you allowed have... this to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's so crazy. So crazy. So then uh what have we got? Frank sees Trevor's coyote necklace and he kind of freaks out. He's like, What is that? What is that? And then he Yeah, kind so of... Maria's in the kitchen and this is after dinner. 
Yeah, and she's sorry to butt she's in. She's washing it up. But I I picked up on this this detail really weirdly. She's washing a plate from steak. They had real rare steak. It was super bloody. Yeah, and the sink just fills up with blood. And the camera's yes. shot from under the water. And it's showing Maria washing the plates and there's blood all up in that water. Mm-hmm. And then we hear screaming. Yeah. And she runs into the living room and Flesh Boy's demanding to see Tommy's necklace, which he then opens his hands and shows the coyote. So this really upsets Frank. And then the lights turn out. Yes. Um, and Frank is really angry. And then Maria says, don't move everyone. She grabs a torch. But then the boys have just gone missing. Dis- she can't gone. find them. They're, yeah, and she can hear like thumping sounds and around, screaming, the house. and and then she goes upstairs with the torch. Yeah. And once again, this has huge potential to be scary. Mm-hmm. And she's going upstairs by torchlight. We hear real like warped child laughing, which yeah. was cool. I thought it was okay. It was. It was. A, I thought it was a good. I was scene. like, okay, we're getting there. We're mm-hmm, getting there. Mm-hmm. The kids laughing was really cool. I'm like, sick. Okay, we got potential. Then we go into the kids' room, bedroom. Yeah. And you, you know, very typical. The door slams shut behind her. She can't yeah. get out. Yep. <laughs> and then in the background, we see a figure, and it's uh, her husband mm-hmm. who had died, and um. He's like, what's his – I'm just going off memory because my notes obviously deleted themselves. I'm really proud of you. You've been such a good mother to the boys. Yeah, you've kept our house going. Yeah. And, but he says you should, you should leave this place. Yeah, he's like, this, this house has bad vibes. You need to run. You need to leave. Mm-hmm. And then she – what does she say? She, she, she is seeing that he's not real. Yeah, she picks up straight away. She's like, "My husband wouldn't tell me to run away." Exactly. And then that, then the, then um, the the husband starts kind of morphing a little bit, and he starts screaming. And then he catches catches fire. on fire, and he says something like, "Do you know how I died? Do you want to see how I died?" And his voice changes; it gets real deep, and she starts freaking out, and then. The lights turn on and she's... And she's back at the she's sink. back in the sink. So it was kind of like just a whole glamour, wasn't oh, it? Oh, my favourite part is the bit coming up. I fucking... This is the only part in the whole in the whole uh, episode that I was like, huh, that was good. Um, yeah. She's back at the sink. We hear the door open and we hear Elsa and Peter come in. Mm-hmm. And then just like before, without even notice the the kettle starts whistling mm-hmm. and we turn and Frank is right back on the bench without a sound and he he'd been waiting for the kettle to boil he he whack, he pushes the kettle off the stove the me all the while looking right at Maria with this big grin on his face and mm-hmm. he just puts his hand straight onto the flame the hot stove yeah and he's waiting like his hand is sitting in the flame and he's waiting till Elsa walks into the kitchen and then, and then he, he starts screaming. And then she's like, what Maria, what did you do? What yeah. did you do? And like, Maria's not even like close to him. Anyway, so then Lewis comes over to Tiago's apartment and sees Molly in his bed and he's like, uh, whatever. Yeah. Tiago, meet me downstairs. 
So then we go back to the Kraft house. Elsa is freaking out about Maria and she's telling Dr. Kraft he can't let a Mexican rule this house and he's got to get rid of her. Yeah, and she's like, I want you to be Mr. Krupp. Yeah, be the strong man. And he's like, all right, I'll be Mr. Krupp. And then gives Maria a promotion, which is fucking tits. Yeah, he's like, we've been talking and we've decided. We need to talk. And she's like, got her bag and she's like, oh, God, I'm going to get fired because of this bitch. (laughs) We're going to give you a raise. Five dollars a week. Elsa is scorching. Yeah, yeah. I was really hoping that he would be like a doctor, like a Nazi doctor. I thought doctor. he was going to be like a Mengele type yeah. character. Yeah. I was like, but I, thought, I don't, I don't know. I think, no, I think, I mean, he's already buried her husband. He's already that's true. committed he, yeah, very that's illegal true. shit. He's not, a, he's not a good person. Um, yeah. Because and the put only his wife are, into a psych ward for yeah, having, that's true. you know, alcoholism and depression. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just think she's going to flip soon. I think one of the boys are going to get hurt or yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But she's, she's, she's having trouble controlling mm. Dr. Kraft. They all are at the moment. Yeah. So then Lewis and Tiago go back to, down to the street and they're talking by the car. They were swapping stories. They were like, oh, there was a motorway plan at Townsend's office. And uh, Tiago's like, oh, yeah, there was one in Adelaide's office too. And they said uh, Via Hermosa. Mm. And they're like, well, let's go to the Via Hermosa office and we'll break in and have a look around. And then all of a sudden, a mystery person just opens fire on them with a freaking machine gun. Yeah, it's like a. And they have this huge shootout. Yeah. Assault rifle compared, and they've and got two little pistols. While. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I thought Lewis had been shot at one point, but he's he rolled over. They seemed okay. Yeah, and then the the guy sped off. Yeah, but there was a good like maybe like thirty seconds of there was like an assault rifle going nuts. Ham. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't know who this person that was. That it just showed a person like in the it's shadows, like a sil- with silhouette a hat. of a guy with a fedora, which is very like nineteen thirties. Yeah, it's like everyone's wearing that. Could be anyone. So we don't know who Could it be is. Could be Alex. No, nah, it won't be Alex. She, she'd do something cooler than that. Oh, Alex from the, the office. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think it's a Nazi. <sighs> Definitely. It has I mean, to be a Nazi. Could it just be that Kurt dude? Yeah, it has to be a Nazi. I've kind of given up on big surprises on this show. Uh, I'm, yeah, it's, it's going to be something really... It's you watch be... next episode, it, it'll skip over in less than a minute. They'll be like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah, like instead of being some awesome surprise, like uh, Mr. Chandler from the the original Penny Dreadful or yeah. something like that, it's yeah. just going to be like Kurt. Yeah, like, it'll be a new character that we'll meet and then we won't meet ever again. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, cool. Let's never talk about that again. Move on. Anyway. So that was the end of episode eight. Seven and eight. Yep. Seven and eight. That was seven and eight. So we hope you have enjoyed our breakdown. We will be back in a couple of weeks. We're going to be doing nine and ten. So we'll be wrapping up Is the whole the season. That's the end. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to finish it, though. I'm so excited. In the meantime... We will be starting season three of I Think My Fridge Is Haunted. So yes. keep an eye out for that because yes. we'll be back with our spooky stories. We've got some powerful stories. we got some really good I'm stories. Really, um, really interesting stories to come yeah. to you. And we've also got a special collaboration episode planned as yeah, well. all the way in from America, America in the same town that True Blood was based in. 
which is so freaking cool. I'm yep. such a True Blood fan. Yep. Yep. Anyway, so yeah, we will see you guys again in a couple of weeks. Yes. So until then, be creepy. But don't be a creep. Woo. Ciao, ciao.